Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today as we take our journey into chapter 4 of the book of 2 Timothy, and we'll find some verses here that I believe will be a help to us and some instruction to us and maybe enlightening to us, and I pray God will use this to speak to your heart very directly and very specifically. One thing about God, being the great physician, He knows exactly what medicine we each need, and I'm glad He doesn't treat every patient the same, but He treats each patient as an individual. And isn't it funny how you can sit in service the preacher preaches one sermon, and a hundred different people get a hundred different things, and all of it's good, and all of it's biblical, and all of it's right. Why is that? Because the Holy Spirit of God applies truth to the heart of the individual. He knows what we need. He's a personal God, and I'm glad for that. I thank God for a powerful God. He's very powerful. Thank God for a perpetual God. He's everlasting. Thank God for a present God. He's always around, but thank God he's a personal God, and I'm glad he is mine. Well, I hope you're having a great day today. Isn't it good just to be saved? I wish that we could adequately thank God for salvation. I wish I could adequately comprehend all that went into my salvation, but I can't. One of these days in heaven, I'll praise him perfectly. We were singing in church the other day the song, I Stand Redeemed. I stand redeemed. Think about that. I stand redeemed. I can stand before the Lord, the one who is perfect, the one who is holy, the one who has no flaws, the one who knows me better than I know myself, the one who cannot stand the sight, st uh, presence, nor stain of sin. And yet that God, I can stand in his presence, and I can stand accepted in the beloved. I can stand with justification. I can stand redeemed. Can I say that's worth shouting over? I don't know where you are today, but can I say if you're redeemed, you're doing all right. If you're saved, it's going to be okay. If you're ready to meet God, hey, rejoice in that. Your name is written down. In the book of life, oh, bless the name of Jesus. Nothing like it. Can't beat being saved. Let's go into chapter 4 now, 2 Timothy, verse 1. It says, I charge thee. That means Paul's coming right out of the gate saying, Timothy, you pay attention. Timothy, I'm laying some things on you right here. These are uh, some commands and expectation. This is what I desire from you. I charge thee. Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's a very, uh, that's a very uh, stout opening. Timothy. I'm charging you, and God's my witness. I'm charging you, and Jesus is paying attention now. I'm telling you to do these things, obey these things, pay attention to these things, uphold these things, and God is paying attention to this, and Jesus is taking note of it. I charge thee. Oh, my. Can I say there's some things like that put upon us in the Christian life? Sometimes we live our life as though God's unaware. Can I say God's always aware? And we live our life like Jesus doesn't know, but Jesus always knows. And can I say it's a very, very important thing. It's a very, very uh, paramount thing to be a child of God in this world. And we have some charges placed upon us, some expectations placed upon us. There is a bar that has been set for us, and it's not grievous to live up to it. It's a joy to live the Christian life. Oh, but woe unto them who are just sort of a, a little bit uh, lackadaisical, those who are a little light and frivol uh, with, the, uh, with the expectations of the Christian life. 
He said, Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead? That means those who are alive and those who will be resurrected there at his appearing in his kingdom. So that's talking about at the end of the tribulation period in the ushering into the millennial kingdom. Preach the word. Now, let's think about that just for a minute. Preach the word. He's charging Timothy. What's he charging Timothy to do? He's charging Timothy to preach the word. He's charging Timothy. What's he charging Timothy to do? He's he's charging him to expound the scripture. He's charging Timothy. What's he charging him to do? He said, preach the word. Timothy, here's your job. Here's your calling. Here's your expectation. Here's your duty. Here's what I want from you. Preach the word. That word preach means lift up your voice. That word preach means to uh, proclaim with authority. That word preach means uh, to just go ahead and tell it how it is. And what do you preach? You don't preach your opinion. You don't preach your own philosophy. You don't preach what others have said. You don't preach uh, whatever's trendy. You preach the word. Timothy, you preach what God has put on your heart. You preach what God has said in these letters. You preach the word of God. God. There's a lot of things that are preached that won't ever help anybody. Why? Because it's not Bible. Anything outside the Bible, philosophy might be fine for the secular life, but it won't feed the spiritual man. You must have the scripture. We're to preach the word. Make it your make the word of God. If you're a preacher, make it your hobby. Make it your uh, make it your uh, uh, your uh, make it your field that you labor in. Make it your uh, tool of choice. You preach the word. And now he says this: Don't just preach the word, but be instant. In season and out of season. Paul's saying, Timothy, I want you to preach the word. He said, but listen, you've got to learn to preach when you feel like it and when you don't. You've got to learn to preach when it's popular and when it's not. You've got to learn to preach whenever it's up and when it's down. You've got to learn to preach when they love it and when they hate it. You've got to learn to preach whenever you feel it and when you don't. You've got to learn to preach in season. Thank God for in season, by the way. What's in season? Preaching in season is whenever you preach and there's liberty. Preaching in season is when you preach and the pews are full. Preaching in season is when you preach and the altars are packed. Preaching in season is when you preach and studying is easy. Preaching in season is when you preach and it's obvious you're filled with the Spirit. Preaching in season is when you preach and folks get saved and folks shout and they say amen. Preaching in season is when you preach and folks shed tears of joy and they get right with God and revival happens and thank God for in season. There ain't nothing like preaching. That's bad English, but it's true. There ain't nothing like preaching in season. But he says, don't just preach in season. That's a hireling that only preach in season. Preach out of season as well. It doesn't take much character to preach in shouting. It doesn't take much character to preach in good response. It doesn't take much character to preach to packed pews. It doesn't take much character to preach when folks are getting saved every service. But it kicks in, character does, when you preach and you preach out of season. What's out of season? Out of season is when the church is half full. Out of season is when nobody responds. Out of season is when nobody gets saved. Out of season is when you have no baptisms. Out of of season is when the fire is not burning in your heart. Out of season, whenever you feel like folks aren't listening to your preaching. Out of season is whenever it's not really stirring within your soul. But it does not change the obligation. It does not change the expectation. It does not change the duty. It does not change the charge. Timothy, I command you. I order you. I'm expecting you. I charge you. Preach the word. All right, I'll preach the word. But don't just preach the word, preach it in season. Hallelujah. I'll do it. I love to preach in season. I like to preach when they like it. I like to preach when they listen. I like to preach uh, when they say good preaching preacher. I'll do it. He said, but it goes further than that. 
preach out of season as well. Can I say it takes more than a hobbied calling? It'll take a holy calling to make a man preach out of season. You're going to have to be more than mama called and daddy sent. You're going to have to have the call of God on your life to stay, stand, and keep preaching the word out of season. Preach the word. Preacher, preach it. Preach the word. Are you preaching the Bible? Hey, I don't care what you read in your in a magazine. I want to hear the Bible. We don't need to know what your latest uh, book club book is. We want to hear the Bible. It's not important what's going on in the news cycle. Tell us the Bible. We don't hear, need to hear about your social media account. Tell us about the Bible and preach it in season and preach it out of season. Now, he says, here's the part of preaching. This is all goes into the ingredients to make preaching. Reprove, rebuke. And exhort. So whenever you preach, Timothy, you're going to have to set some wrong things right. When you preach, you're going to have to make some crooked things straight. Whenever you preach, you're going to have to paint sin in bold black colors. Reprove. Some folks aren't doing right, and you're going to have to tell them. Now, that's why you have to preach the Word. Folks get offended, Timothy, if you say, well, and you try to correct them like it's Timothy. But you say, here's what the Bible says. Let them take it up with God, Timothy. But reprove them. Rebuke them exhort. I like that. Exhort. That means encourage. That means edify. That means encourage them to keep on going for God. And he said, you're going to have to learn to do it with all long suffering and doctrine. Long suffering. We always talk about, boy, that preacher has the power of God and thank God for it. And I need it and I want it and I pray for it and I desire it. The power of God. We always say, boy, that fellow, he just has he just has so much fire. And thank God for fire. Would to God some preachers would get fired up or get fired, one of the one or the other, but get fired up. But we brag on the fire. Boy, that fellow, he he I tell you, he he he's just got convictions and thank God for convictions. And I wish every one of us had better convictions and more convictions. We gotta have convictions about our convictions. But can I say, I think one of the keys to being a successful, and I use those that word, you know, I know it's a secular term, but you understand what I'm saying. A successful preacher is long-suffering. Learning to love and put up with people, long-suffering. He said you've got to have all long-suffering, but not just long-suffering. And watch what he says, doctrine. What's that mean? Truth, long-suffering, and doctrine. There might be a preacher out there today listening to this broadcast. I want to charge you charging myself. Let's keep preaching the word and let's preach it in season and let's keep on preaching it out of season. Join me next broadcast. We'll journey into verse number three. And until then, keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.